welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from mothers who are creators and artists, sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and mother of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. Thank you for joining me. This week, I welcome my first international guest to the show, Megan Arlen from Colorado Springs, USA. Megan is a small batch yarn dyer running Huck and Ray Fibre Studio and a mother of two. Megan grew up in a creative home. She was a mixed media artist using graphites, colored pencils and collaging. She sold her art and has been into yarn since the age of 18. She now enjoys being able to chat to people all over the world and assist them in creating their ideal colours and textures. This episode contains discussions around postnatal anxiety, general anxiety disorder and dysphoric milk ejection reflex. Today I'm really excited to welcome my very first international guest. Welcome Megan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I am so excited to be on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking I need to change the, the, this episode to be called The Art of Being a Mom instead of The Art of Being Mom. a Mom. <laughs> yeah, eh, you know, same, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so tell us about what you create. So I am the owner and dyer behind Huck and Ray Fiber Studio, which is a small batch hand dyed yarn company. Um, and we're located in Colorado Springs, Colorado in the USA. Yeah, right. So when you say um, small batch, what does that look like? What sort of quantities are you doing? Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's basically one pan at a time. So basically I dye um, anywhere from like three to four skeins of yarn um, at, at one time. You know, I can have multiple pans going, but um, just really, really small batch. There's no large scale stuff going on here. Yeah. So, but it'd be, be quite labor intensive, I guess, though, still, you know, yeah. if you're doing a lot, uh, if you're mm-hmm. you know, creating a new line or whatever, you'd, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'd just be quite full on to, to get it all done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my business is pretty, pretty new. So um, it's all pretty manageable right now um, and great. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's good. So have you always been interested in um, like creating with, with yarn, like knitting or crocheting things like that? Yeah. So my mom was, she, she didn't really knit much, but she was like a weaver. She, she would like make, um, like little weave squares and and put um, blankets together and stuff. She did knit a little bit, but I kind of always had that around me. I wouldn't say that I was always super interested in it until um, I don't know. I was I was about eighteen, I think, when I got into it. I I actually do you guys have Mar- Michael's Art and Craft there? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, well, it's an art and craft store here, um, and I and I worked there um, in my last few years of high school, and I was like constantly around the yarn. And I was just like, I want to learn how to do something with this. So um, I kind of, I kind of picked it up when I was 18, um, but I've always had it around me. How does the process actually work? Like, what do you actually do to, where do you get your yarn from and how how do you sort of work through to create? Yeah. So I, um, I don't spin the yarn or anything like that. I buy just kind of like naked undyed skeins of yarn um, in bulk 
and then um, you know different weights and different um, textures different I, I primarily pretty much only <laughs> dye um, animal fiber so I'm working with wool alpaca um, silk stuff like that um, yeah and so I just I have I have all those bases and I and I kind of just um, you know, use inspiration around me to create the, the colors that I want um, basically to go together and make pretty yarn. <laughs> you call it fall over there, your autumn. Have you just started autumn over there? Uh, it's it's not quite, but we're, we're getting there. We're at the tail end of summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've noticed a lot of your colors now. You, you're moving into those beautiful oranges and burnt sort of colors. Yeah, those are my favorite too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the fall colors or like jewel tones. I, I I just I'm really drawn to towards those colors. Yeah, for sure. So you take a lot of your inspiration from what's happening around you in the world and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean Colorado, I don't know if you know much about Colorado, but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful here. We have we have all the aspens. Do you know about aspen trees? I have I've heard a little bit, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. I'm an so, so we have lots of like color changes and stuff, you know, where everything goes from green to yellow and orange and red, and it's it's just really beautiful. Like this this part of um, the country is is just stunning, and it's very inspirational, um, color wise. I actually discovered you through um, Dr. Millie Cooper's episode. Yes, yes, awesome. You're finding people. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've talked to people in Australia, like Melanie, and I've talked to people in Germany. Like, I've I've actually um, talked to other yarn dyers in Germany. Um, Yeah, so like all over the world. So, so it's it's incredible. (laughs) It really is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think probably because you you're creating like the small batch you can specialize in I guess what people the demand for what people want you can turn it around really quickly too if someone says yes. I want this this beautiful whatever shade of green or whatever you can go right oh and and make it yeah. yeah and it makes it really personalized too I suppose because you can you can talk to people about what they want and and create yeah, yeah. yeah I, I had I had a gal the other day who um who messaged me and you know is asking like um if I thought these colors would go together and you know so so it is it's really fun and to to just like help people curate you know um the the ideas that they have in their head for the yarn for their projects so it's like Mm. you know they're getting like my little bit of art to put into their art which is just so special yeah and then seeing what they what your product turns into yes you know a hundred percent the coolest thing about it to see to see what other people do with the yarn Mm. yeah I was really taken by the way that um, Melanie she described how she paints but then she uses she knits and crochets and then includes that with her painting and that's like obviously I'm not from an art background at all but that I was like wow I would never have thought to do that so I guess it'd be cool for you to see yeah where your your products end up yeah exactly so cool yeah it might not be what you sort of might imagine it might 
you think it might become a teddy or something, but it might become, you know, something completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, the stuff that, that Melanie does is, is so cool and unique and, and it's, it's just really cool. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> about your family so tell us about um your children yeah so um my husband's name is Jeff and we have been married we're going on six years now we got married um in October 2015 I think I think that's right (laughs) (laughs) um and we have two children um we have um a four-year-old son he's my oldest um his name is Finn and then we have a three-year-old daughter and her name is Svea S-V-E-A. Yeah, it's a it's an unusual name. Is that uh, does that have any origins in a yeah, so it's it's Swedish. Um uh, we we were um we were originally leaning towards name naming her Freya, but we want I I just came across that name Svea and 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 fell right in love with it. So yeah. that's what we ended up doing. So yeah, it's a beautiful name. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I work in childcare, so I come across a lot of names. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yes, yeah, a lot of unique names. <laughs> that, that's a beautiful name. Thank you. Yeah. So, sorry, how old's Faya? She's three. So, She's so three. my kids are, they're 16 months apart. Yeah, right. So they're very, very close in age. <laughs> <laughs> Is, how does that go? Do they get on well? Or they... they do. They actually yeah. really do. Um, I mean, they're kind of at the age right now where they, they bicker a lot, but but they just adore each other. and it's it's good they play together and it's great really that's lovely so how do you fit in creating around having two little ones yeah so um basically I my husband and I kind of came to an agreement um that I could have three days a week um after he gets off of work because he um once COVID happened and stuff he started working from home and he still is working from home um so basically when he gets off of work three days a week I get to go downstairs and do my, do my thing <laughs> so um he he takes over all the all the child care and stuff and and, that, and that's and that's how it works and it and it works well well, that's great. So you can just blissfully go down and create yes. and see what you got to do. And <laughs> yeah. I know that everyone's fine upstairs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, I can hear what's going on. So if I need to, I can run up there. But <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, that's fantastic. Were you doing your dying before you had your children? No, I was not. So I was a mixed media artist, basically, uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, in high school, I did a lot, a lot of mixed media art. I sold my art. Um, I got a scholarship. Um, so basically my, my medium was like graphite, um, colored pencil. Um, and, and yeah, I would throw in other things like newspaper clippings or magazine clippings, yarn, sometimes that type of stuff. Um, but no, I wasn't ever doing really anything with yarn dyeing until after I had my kids. So do you do, do you still do your, your other kind of art? 
now? I really, I really don't very much. Um, so kind of when I got into college, like my kind of, my art kind of stopped. I, I really, I got focused in on, like, I was kind of like weighing whether I wanted to pursue art or whether I wanted to do something else. And I, and I ended up pursuing healthcare. Um, and so I actually worked in healthcare for 12 years. I, I worked with um, Alzheimer's and dementia patients for six years. And then I did hospice for six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, I was knitting during that time, but, but I really wasn't, I wasn't really doing art, you know, it had, it had all kind of, kind of dropped off. Um, so, so really, um, I don't, I don't do it too much anymore at all. Sometimes, sometimes I'll draw or, or do watercolors, something like that, but not, not much. Yeah, for sure. It's the, the drawing's got the center stage at the moment. So do you have other mums over there that are sort of in a similar boat where they're juggling, doing their creating with young kids? Do you have a sort of a support network around you? I really don't. <laughs> Which, um, you know, that's, I've kind of been alone in that type of way, I guess you could say. Um, I, I actually don't even have that many mom friends that are in the same place as me. Like I have friends that have older kids. Um, I, I have one friend in particular who is, who is, kind of in the same you know toddlerhood area as me um but she I actually just taught her how to knit so um so she now she's on that boat but um but yeah not not really I I actually most of the community that I have I um I got online so I I the, the community that I that I have online through through knitting and, and fiber fiber art is um, you know those are people that that I guess I can relate to um, in that sense you know there's definitely other moms and stuff like that in in that world um, but I but I don't have anybody directly that I'm in contact with um, in my day-to-day -day life that is kind of in the same boat as me yeah right do you find that challenging at all I do a little bit yeah it's um it is tough because I, I actually don't even have any family around at all. So it's kind of just us. And, um, and yeah, so, so it is, it's, it, it felt very lonely until I was able to like kind of engage with the community online. Mm. So, so that's been wonderful for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, even if you don't have that, you know, physical support, but yeah, having people that you can relate to that you can have conversations yeah. with that's so important isn't it yes it is absolutely yeah. and particularly at the moment I'm not sure how you guys are going over there now but with all the COVID stuff like not being able to see people anyway having to be yeah. down and things like that 
Yeah. Are you you guys all out of that now where you are? Yeah. So, so we're, we're not in lockdown at all. Um, and in fact, not, not just a whole lot of people are wearing a ton of masks or anything anymore here. So, um, you know, we, uh, I, th- I think there's a high vaccination rate, but I'm not hundred percent sure about all that type of stuff. But, um, anyway, yeah. So, so we're, we're not in lockdown or anything like that. I know that the like Delta variant is pretty, is making a comeback and everything. So I don't know how, how the winter looks for, for us, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, we've been kind of back to normal, I would say, you know, where we can go to restaurants and, and all that type of stuff. So Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. The only place that you like have to wear a mask is, is if you're going into, um, medical places. So yeah, which yeah. makes sense. Doesn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. It's, it's, we've been living in crazy times. That's yeah. for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. still work in healthcare now or you I, I don't um yeah. so when I got pregnant you know it was always the plan for me to um be a stay-at-home mom and um so yeah I I worked up until I my last month in in um I was doing hospice mm-hmm. and and then you know then I was a stay-at-home mom <laughs> you know Um, and, um, I, I guess we had planned on me getting back into healthcare and everything, um, at some point, but after being out of it for a while, I, I realized like, I cannot go back to healthcare because it was actually a little bit traumatizing. Um, you know, it's kind of like after, you know, it's like you're in it, you're in, in the battle and then, um, you get out of it and you're able to process it. I mean, like I had so many people that I loved and cared about and, you know, and I was caring for them during their death, you know? And so, um, 12 years of that was a little bit traumatizing for me. And, and so, um, yeah. So I was like, you know, although it was very fulfilling, um, and I'm thankful that I did it, I don't ever want to go back into the healthcare field. Um, and that's that's just that really yeah, for sure and particularly now with COVID like I don't think uh, if you had your choice you certainly you wouldn't put no. yourself in that exposure and the danger and yeah you know, having your, fam- your young family now right um, yeah look on a on a separate note I totally I completely admire what you've done with hospice oh, and dementia I'm I'm got complete admiration and gratitude I did home health care too when I was hospice because where I live I my the city that I live in is is quite large but the cities around us are a lot smaller it's a lot more um like farmland and stuff and so so yeah I would go out I would go out to houses and, and stuff too and mm-hmm. and yes like palliative care and hospice is 100% a blessing but like but mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 hard 
mentally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dog. So yeah. So you yeah. said you would you were knitting at that stage. Was that something you were doing to to sort of switch off to forget yeah. your days? I guess. Yeah, I mean, knitting knitting has always been a source of like um, like to help with anxiety or you know any of that type of stuff. It's like you just yeah you kind of just it's something that you're doing that you focus in on and and knitting is just so awesome <laughs> in that way you know you can just knit and knit and knit mindlessly and it's it's really wonderful yeah for sure yeah, and I, yeah it's it's repetitive and you can get lost in it and it's yes. almost meditative almost like yes. just you're consumed by Yes. what you're doing and you're using your hands so you know your whole body's involved and my nana used to knit she used to sit and watch the telly and just go click 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 click. yeah <laughs> she tried to teach us and I remember kind of doing the thing but I, I <laughs> like, eh, you know it's all gone now but I could totally uh, see that I could totally yeah. empathize with that for sure each episode I ask my guests about two particular things one is identity so retaining themselves even though they're a mum they still mm-hmm. are themselves and they hold their own identity the other thing I talk about is mum guilt which I'm mm-hmm. sure translates across the across all realities yeah. um yeah so let's talk about identity first so mm-hmm. is it important for you to feel like and I say this in air quotes because I know that sure. it's not an actual correct statement but you are more than just a mom. Yeah. So, um, I didn't know how important that was <laughs> until, yeah, I, you know, I had, you know, I had had an identity, you know, which was, I was a healthcare worker. Um, and then I became a mom and then I wasn't that anymore. And so, you know, people would be like, Oh, what do you do? And I'd be like, Oh, I'm a stay at home mom. And th- so they would automatically say, oh, then, okay, what does your husband do? Mm. Which, which I'm just like, it just felt terrible to me. It felt terrible to me. And, and so, yeah, that was a big, I, I went through an identity crisis really, where I was just like, what am I besides a mom? Like, it didn't feel good to me. It didn't, it didn't, it, I felt really, really lost, um, during yeah during that kind of transition um because I didn't really I didn't really know and and like just I mean I'm not saying that like just being a mom isn't enough but for me it didn't it just didn't I just felt lost Mm. you know um so yeah I mean it is really important to me to to feel like I have something that is just mine Mm. you know something that that I can tell people about that that I'm passionate about that that's really just mine and um yeah so yeah that Mm. that is really important to me yeah and something that you can do without your children (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 Cause, cause there isn't really a whole lot of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like anything. Yeah. Going to the bathroom, nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, and it's important that you've got your own space in your home where you can go that yes. is your space. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I've got two toddlers talking at me all day and like where I just don't even have have a minute to even think to myself. And so being in my little die dungeon down here, <laughs> you know, um, being able to to just think to myself, talk to myself. I talk to myself all the time, you know, and, and just create, create what I want to create is, is everything to me, really. You know, it's like, it's like, I need that in my life. So it's very important. Absolutely. You've said it so well. (laughs) (laughs) You actually took the words out of my mouth because I always say, um, I need something just for me that's just mine. That's how I feel about my yeah. my singing and my performing. Yeah. And it, I I loved that when you said it. I just went, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and it was it was something for me that like I felt I had it was it was hard to come to that realization because like I felt a little selfish for feeling that way. Like like I was being ungrateful um, because you know how many people would not love to be in my position where I'm staying at home and not having to, you know, go to a job every day or, or whatever. Um, but, but that's really not, not fair to me, <laughs> you know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's, that's not fair to think that way. And so, and so, yeah, I own that. I own that. I need some time to myself, <laughs> you know? Yep. And that is not selfish at all, because I think you probably would, I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth now, but um, a lot of people have said to me, they need something for themselves so then they can show up in the best way yeah. and for their children. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean like bef- before I, st- I was able to like start doing my yarn dyeing and everything like that. It was, I, I felt more burnt out, you know, I felt, I just felt burnt out really, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I, I'm absolutely more able to, you know, I'm taking care of myself. And so it's, much easier to show up for my kids mm. yeah you can't pour from an empty cup you need to have right. yourself filled up to be able yeah, to 100 yeah yeah brilliant so I guess that sort of then leads into that mum guilt about you know feeling like you should be doing everything for your kids and you shouldn't be doing something for yourself so I guess you sort of you you experienced a little bit of that yeah, as you yeah and, that transition. and I and I think I think mom guilt's a real thing you know I, I think I think that some people do experience it but like I can hundred percent say right now that, that I don't. And, and, you know, my kids are really helpful in that too, because they, they honestly think that what I do is the coolest thing in the world. Like they, they, they really think I'm a rock star. They're just like, they're like, mom, are you going to go dye your yarn? You know, um, they just think it's the greatest thing in the world. Like my, like before I come downstairs, my daughter like gives me a hug and a kiss and she's like, have fun at work. You know, like like they just respect the crap out of what I do, which I think it it makes it so much easier, you know? Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also I'm, I'm not leaving my house. I can run upstairs whenever, um, I'm needed or whatever, you know? Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's great. (laughs) That's beautiful that they see what you're doing and they value that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they, they could see a change in, in me, you know, because 
you know, I'm, I'm happier. I feel more, more whole mm-hmm. now, you know, than I, than I did before when I was feeling, you know, lost and like, I didn't have any type of identity or anything for myself. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they yeah. think, they think it's so cool. <laughs> and I think that's great. <laughs> Do they ever come down into the Die Dungeon or? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, so, so like dyeing the, the dye powder um, is dangerous. So you have to wear a mask and stuff. So they're never around um, when I'm actually dying. Um, but yeah, like every single morning they come down to see what I've done, you know, and, and they'll be like, oh, mom, this is my favorite one. I love these colors, you know. Um, so yeah, they and they definitely help me, you know, do the steps that they they can like help help me like wash out the yarn or like put it in the spin dryer. You put it in a spin dryer and, and let all the water spin out of it. They love that. So, um, so yeah, they, they, they get involved in, in the pieces that they can. Yeah. And I guess it would be exciting for them to see, see the finished product, like when it comes out, to see what it actually looks like. And that'd be yeah. fun for you too. I yeah. They, they, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get yeah, like they a love it. surprise? Like, do you ever think it, you, you think it's going to turn out some way and then it comes out a different way? Every single time. Oh. <laughs> Every single time, like, you know, I, I have a plan in my head and, you know, I, I start working and doing what I'm doing and it always does come out a little bit different um, than, than I expect, but I usually like it. So, <laughs> and if not, I, I can go back, I can kind of go back and rework it a little bit. It's, it's so I do like it, yeah. you know, like if it isn't quite dark enough or, or whatever, you know. Do you work to a recipe or do you just go by yeah so so basically what I do is I develop the recipes so I um yeah so I develop the the recipes and then I I write down every single step so that I can try and and recreate them you know the best I can you know you can't 100% recreate it but you know if people want like a specific colorway um dyed up I can do that yeah do your kids ever do they give you suggestions of what colors they want you to make no, I mean, like, they're kind of like, you know what you're doing, <laughs> you know, they'll just tell me which ones, ones they like and which ones they, they don't like as much, you know? Yeah, right. So they, yeah, they're, my... good, they're good critiquers at the end of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. That is so sweet. <laughs> getting to this point where like I was um even like wondering about dying yarn and stuff like that was partially because of my I had I had um postpartum anxiety mm-hmm. and so um you know I was like at this this point where like I was just um I just had a really hard time um you know letting even my husband kind of deal with my, like when, when I was a new mom, so with my son, like 
I was always even concerned with my husband dealing with my son. I didn't want to leave him alone with anybody. I was like constantly like compulsively checking to see if he was breathing, you know, so I, I really, I really struggled with that. And so, um, I, I started looking, you know, I started knitting a lot more, you know, just, that is just what I do to help with my anxiety and stuff. And, um, that's how I actually got involved in the, like the knitting community. Uh, cause I, cause I really knew no one else who knit my age at least. Um, and so I, that's how I got involved in the knitting community and even learned about indie dyeing. Um, and, and that's kind of just really what set it all off. So, um, kind of have my postpartum anxiety to thank for that. <laughs> generalized anxiety disorder that I've been diagnosed with. Um, so actually, um, when I was kind of in, in the thralls of my postpartum anxiety, I didn't, I didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was more kind of my, my husband was kind of like, Ooh, you know, um, I actually, um, I, I experienced, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, it's called dysphoric milk ejection reflex. So basically what it is, is when you're, you're breastfeeding or pumping breast milk, the letdown, um, it, you know, releases chemicals in your brain. And for people who experience this, like myself, it makes you feel terrible. <laughs> like, yep. it's just like a wash of bad feeling, um, over you. <laughs> and so I, experienced that during breastfeeding and I also was just having a really hard time breastfeeding like I was just not a very good milk producer um and so it it was it was it was just kind of a double whammy really mm -hmm. and so like I was kind of dealing with that and I was dealing with the, the I, I mean and I I didn't really know I did actually end up talking to my I um, I had a midwife. I, I did, I did home births with both my children. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I told my, my midwife about that and she diagnosed me with the dysphoric milk ejection thing. Yeah. And, um, that, you know, and, and I mean, there wasn't really much to do about it, I guess. <laughs> so, um, I just kind of dealt with it and I kind of fought, I fought with breastfeeding for about eight months with my son. And finally my husband was just like, can we please just try some formula? And, and I was like, I guess. And, and so we did. And like, honestly, after I put my son on formula, like I felt so much better really, you know, and I, and I had already, and I had been a mom for eight months, you know? And, and so, um, that kind of was like my coming out of that, but then I got pregnant 
right after I stopped breastfeeding and um, kind of, but, but at least like with my daughter, I knew what I was getting into. I knew I was going to experience that. And so I just didn't breastfeed her as long and, and put her on formula, like after three or four months. So yeah. Yeah. That's, so yeah, it, 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 so I didn't really, so when I was in the postpartum anxiety, like it's something that I see so much looking back on, but like, I didn't really realize until I was out of it until I like talk because you know it's like when you're in it you're just like oh what what are you talking about oh yeah I can so completely um, emphasize with that out of yeah. situation with face you're just very defensive and, and, yeah. and everything and so so looking back on it I was like oh man so um yeah and I mean like with my with my daughter it wasn't it wasn't as bad um because I wasn't a brand new mom I knew she she was going to be breathing every single time I checked you know and um yeah yeah so um, so I, so I didn't necessarily deal with it, um, with my healthcare professionals at all. Um, but it was also something that like, I hadn't really heard a whole lot about, like you hear a ton about postpartum, uh, depression, but not very much about postpartum anxiety. So, um, yeah, for sure. yeah so, but it's definitely a real thing and it's definitely different, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I've had my background experiences being with postnatal depression and mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a thing called postnatal anxiety till I spoke to um, Jade, who's on the program next week. So, and now I'm talking to you, the very yeah. next person I speak to experiences yeah. the thing. So it must be so widespread, but yeah, people just don't, um, you know, don't hear about it. I don't know. They don't. They're not aware of it. Which yeah, is- I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if it because like you know, I I wonder if it's just because maybe I don't know. It's maybe it's more common amongst people who have like anxiety disorders I, I don't know I don't know if the other lady that you that you talked to has like a anxiety or a panic yeah. disorder in her yeah. life or whatever but but yeah. I do and yeah. so um but I mean like my husband my husband's known me for forever you know and um he he was just like it was on a different level <laughs> you know um d- during my my postnatal yeah period so yeah first one's always the it's always tough I think you know because you just don't you just don't, I mean, like I was a caregiver for, for 12 years and I still, you know, I, I was like, before I had kids, I was just like, I got this, you know, but then, yeah. but then I had kids and I was like, wow, this is, this is really a totally different ball game. <laughs> oh yeah. No, nothing can prepare you. Really nothing. Nothing. Can you. Yeah. No. Nothing at all. Even people tell you about it um, before you have kids, they tell you, it's really bad, blah, blah. And you just go, oh, yeah, that's nice. Because you, you're not in that headspace. You have no concept of what it's like to not have sleep. And, you know, yeah. you, just, you don't oh, listen. You don't, you're not there. Yeah. If you would have told me that I would be waking up at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning every day, I would be like, no, not <laughs> me. But yeah. that is my life now. Like, I was, I was definitely the gal who, like, slept as late as possible before work you know you know so um but but now it's just like I'm an early riser (laughs) yep uh they change your life in so many yeah they do so many good ways too (laughs) oh yeah Is the knitting community really big in America? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
um, yeah, if you're not a part of the knitting community, you wouldn't know <laughs> how huge it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big. Yeah. It's big. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal among knitters and crocheters and, you know, fiber artists. So yeah. 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 Cool. There's a, there's a lot of people, a lot of people involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Over here, it's like crocheting is having this massive resurgence in a, in a not, um, doily way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like they're making all these amazing, beautiful um, teddies and creations. And yes, yeah. those are so cool. Oh, I love it. And because I, I have so much respect for it because I don't understand how they do it. So, yeah. I yeah. I, I have no idea how to crochet. <laughs> like, I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've never tried. Um, I, I kind of always just, um, I like the way that knitting looked you know, and, and so that's why I, I wanted to knit. Um, I just kind of like the, the end product of, of knitting, but now, but now I've seen lots of crochet stuff that looks like knitting. So, yeah. um, but, but yeah, um, I never learned how to crochet, but yeah, I do know, I do know a lot of people who do. Yeah. Yeah. It might inspire me just to pick up the sticks again, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to Melanie's episode I was crying at the end just because you know it's like it's like because I I can relate to her a lot and so I you know it's almost like you feel so validated you feel validated when you hear other people have gone through the same things that you did you know Mm because you know a lot of of what you see is is like perfect perfect culture perfect moms perfect you know everything and 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 if you don't see the real side of it, um, then you feel like you're alone on an island. And, mm-hmm. and so it's so validating and to hear other people's stories about motherhood and, and what, what they did and what they went through and stuff. So I think what you're doing is, is wonderful. Oh, thank you. No, yeah. thanks for being a part of it. It's, it's yeah. so lovely. collections Mm -hmm. so like I did a spring collection and now I'm doing a fall collection and um you know because I'm because I'm a fairly new business um you know I'm just kind of going the flow and and seeing how things go you know so but yeah it's it's kind of like I I guess the goal is to um be able to release collections and also have like um custom like sweater quantity orders come Mm -hmm. in and, and stuff like that so um yeah that's that's kind of the goal so yep thank 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's so fun. I, it was great talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I'm so excited to have a have a, a special American as my very first. Thank you again, Megan. It's All right, take pleasure. care and best of luck. Yeah, you too. Stay well. All right. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please contact me at the link in the bio or send me an email at alisonnewman.net.